Hello and welcome back! I am your host and Dungeon Master Judah Lag, and this is Galactic Pursuit Shadows of the Force, a Dice Clash Chronicles podcast for tabletop role-playing game enthusiasts and Star Wars fans alike. This show is about seven players in the Star Wars universe, split into two groups, one hunting the other down. In this story, we will see the bounty hunter party, Gavin Wheeler, Zane, Chandler, and Isaac picking up on clues and tracking down the Force users, Cody, Charles, and Gabe who are fighting for survival in this Imperial-infested galaxy. In the last episode, our Force users banded together to escape the Imperial Maximum Security Prison with the help of a stranger supposedly spying on them, while our bounty hunters were meeting each other and the author of the strange contract who brought them to Coruscant for the meeting of a lifetime. In today's episode, we will see how the Force users maneuver around an unfamiliar Imperial-occupied planet in a special bonus half that explains the lateness for Dr. McScringleton to the meeting with the Moff Damon from the last episode. Thank you all for listening, and this is Episode 2, The Pursuit of Taste. So, I don't know if you heard on the comms or not, but you may have heard some chitter-chatter from some stormtroopers on your shuttle, but you guys are heading to Zrillo 5, one of the five moons of Zrillo Major. Only Zrillo Major and Zrillo 5 are named after their discoverer. The other four moons are just regular moon names, but the reason why Zrillo 5 is named so lazily is because they thought of it to have no value. However, after some consideration, they started building distribution plants, mining facilities, or refining facilities on the planet due to its closeness to the gas giant itself and the other moons which har harbor uh, various minerals and stuff. So this planet is kind of like a, uh, a central for the entire system. Everyone comes here to rest and distribute their goods and stuff like that. So that's why the Empire come to this planet, because it's the nearest kind of commercialized planet to be able to sell all their goods from Andorra. So you guys are now here, and after some time, you feel your boxes being picked up and moved around, and Cody, you're, you're able to see this. You guys are being moved to some warehouse, and after a couple of hours, you finally get put down and left alone in this warehouse. It is now, I would say, like the middle of the night. What do you guys do? I'll look around and see if like there's like anybody nearby the containers. And I will do the same. Okay, so... I mean, like I'm Cody, still staying inside my container, but... Even though you have your force vision, you'll still need to make a perception check. So go ahead and do that for me. Or actually, before I leave my box, uh, can I cast uh, Force Camouflage before I get out of the box? Sure. Also, if I didn't mention before, all of you are fully rested and all of your stats are back. Uh, I got a mod 20. Mod 20. No, the building is completely empty to as far as you can see. Anyways, there could be someone in an office sleeping or guards outside, but... You can't tell from this position in the warehouse. Charles, if you want to make a perception check, because you'll actually have farther vision than Cody, because Cody has limited vision, it's even though it's kind of... Whatever blind side is. It's with my Sentinel ideal, I chose with the... Oh, scroll down here. With the Hunter, I actually have 90 feet of dark vision. 90 feet of dark vision. And, and then it also says 10 feet of, like, pure darkness or wherever it is. I have 10 feet further on into that as well. Okay, so your vision is definitely going to be much farther than Cody's, although limited to one direction. Yep. Cody's is kind of like everywhere. Go ahead and make a perception check. 
I got a 21. A 21. Yeah, I would say that's good enough. Uh, you look around, and really the only thing that you can see is an inactive camera, um, just kind of beeping. And you notice an office with a sleeping guard in there. Don't You can't tell if it's Imperial or not, but whoever it is is not paying attention to the screens. Well, with my Force Camouflage activated, I want to head towards the office and see what's inside the office. Like from the doorway, not stepping in completely, just from the doorway. All right, so you walk up to the doorway, and without a check, you basically notice just a a security room a security office there's tvs everywhere and there's a computer right in front of this guy this guy is sitting in a a swivel chair with his feet propped up and you notice it's a weak way which for those of you who don't know weak way are kind of stony skin with either dreadlocks and usually have sharp facial structure and sharp bone structure as well but this weak way is laid back and completely asleep in a guard uniform so it looks like he's affiliated with whoever this warehouse is uh, accompanied with so is everyone outside their box or am i the only one outside their box i would say that you're the only one outside of your box right now all right and then for cody hasn't mentioned anything to you guys about not seeing anyone well i have no way to without actually talking my character doesn't see anything but i'm just trying to rely on my keen hearing to let me know when is a good cue to come out all right so i didn't see anyone else but the sleeping security guard mm-hmm. all right well i'll try to locate where cody and gabe's characters are and use uh force whisper to tell them both saying hey it's all clear there's a sleeping guard in the office i'd say that all of your crates were pretty similar in shape and size and they were all put in next to each other so you could easily find them some so since he said that i would then try to climb out of my box i'd say it's it's a pretty small box you guys were definitely cramped in there uh, it's pretty easy to get out i couldn't just flex my way and break the box <laughs> yeah it's just like <laughs> break the box sure you could do that but we'll say it doesn't make a lot of noise i will say not too loud there's a sleeping guard <laughs> I pull so a you macho flex man. and the sides of the metal container just like break and all four sides immediately just fall <laughs> apart. And now all that's left is the the lid, which is just sitting on your head. Now that all of you are out of your shipping containers, you notice this somewhat Earth-like warehouse with a bunch of metal and Star Wars-like containers all stacked super high around this warehouse. There are about three doors. There's the main warehouse gate, which is shaped like a Star Wars door, which opens sideways. There's two smaller doors, one that leads to the office, which is just hanging open, and another one which presumably leads to another room or outside i guess we'll attempt to see what's outside at least um try to poke uh open the door a little bit just get a quick glance outside okay so you poke open the door do all of you do this or just charles i I could just sit in front of the door and just look out for how long for however (laughs) yeah what's he looking at he's just staring at the door i'm gonna gonna try to watch our backs and make sure that the uh the sleeping security guards aren't waking up Okay, so yeah, all of you walk over to the door. Gabe, you're guarding everybody. Cody, you're just standing at the door, and Charles, you're uh, peering the door open. What do I see? I'd say both of you kind of see similar things. Well, 
similar and different due to your different visual capabilities. Y'all see uh, just a ton of spotlights and wire fence going around the complex. You notice every once in a while a guard with two Carillion hounds walking around doing his patrol route around the complex. The complex itself is pretty big. There's about five other warehouses similar to yours all surrounded by this wired fence. Besides the spotlights and the one guard, it shouldn't. it's not too okay. heavily guarded. So yeah, it's spotlights we got guards how far away are the spotlights um i'd say they're like separated by corner to corner each spotlight is situated on a corner of the complex so they're pretty spaced out from each other all right is there any way uh, i could search for like a power source for the uh lights and the warehouse in general sure go ahead and make an investigation check nice okay um, uh, 17. With a 17, I would definitely say that you find the source of power for the where the warehouse that you guys are in. There's like a little small generator hanging on the wall on the outside. Then there's wires going into the ground. And let's say that we, you use the force to try and detect where the energy is going. And you notice that there's a small generator in the middle of the complex that's guarded inside of another wired fence. Then it goes up and to some electrical poles and goes into the city. And now that you're outside, uh, you notice that the city is fairly similar to Coruscant. The area that you guys are in, you're actually outside the city, and outside the city is blue grass fields, as far as the eye can see. Looking into the city, it's very similar to Coruscant. You just see a well, bustling city. Well, I get close enough to the other two, and I use Force Whisper again to say, hey, so what's our plan? We know we're we have the power source and we know where some of the guards are so what's our plan not quite sure yet honestly think about would, would we want to disable the power so the security cams are down and try to get to that generator and shut it down too or try to take out the guards or avoid them at, at all costs we might want to avoid guards at this point yeah, we would want to avoid guards. Before we actually leave the complex, we probably would need to, like, get different clothes so people don't see a bunch of prisoners yeah, just running that around. That's very true. We might need some new attire. Well, in that case, I guess we'll try to see if there's any type of clothing within the warehouse. All right. If not, I know where I last resort to get clothing from. The security guard himself. If it doesn't come down to it... <laughs> Uh, let's hope that we can avoid that. <laughs> uh, everyone go ahead and make an investigation check to like search through those shipping containers. Oh, boy. Uh, 12. I got... Wait, what is my modifier? 11. I got a 14. A 15 and 11 and a 12. Is that right? Correct. All right. So I would say with a 15, you find the shipping container. There's a shipping container with assortments of common clothes, which was presumably going to a clothing store in city in all sorts and shapes of sizes and different colors and color variations. Uh, with 11 and 12, you guys don't really find anything close, but you do find a shipping container with parchments of cloth, I would say, or fibers from different worlds. But Gabe obviously just kind of, hey guys, I got a shipping container over here with clothes <laughs> in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I would do that. All right. Well, I'll walk on over and see what clothes fit me. Yeah. So really, you guys can wear whatever you want. I mean, it's just a shipping container full of common clothes, but they're all human like. So any type of human from Star Wars besides Han Solo, because he wears like a specific garb. uh, That's kind of what you guys are wearing. I try to find some clothes that can fit my massive swole muscles. 
Yeah, I would say that like a double XL, which is too big on you, it makes you look fat. And then there's like an XL, which is too small. And then it just like inches away from ripping the clothes. It's like, I got one of those extra huge like sweatshirts on and like covers up all my muscles. But then I've got like really tight shorts on that makes it look like my thighs are about to explode <laughs> these shorts. <laughs> sure, I like that. And I'm guessing Cody and Charles, you guys just find some like normal human clothes. Yeah, yeah. just common clothes, nothing special. All right, so you've dropped the prison garb and now you've got some common clothes on. What's the next step? Well, from the security room, what, is there any way I can like look at the TVs that are on to see what's on each one of them? Yeah, so all the TVs are just cameras for this warehouse the inside of the warehouse which one of the tvs are down because the camera that you saw earlier was damaged and a bunch of cameras around the warehouse i see so the guy that's supposed to be watching the cameras is yep. asleep right now he is currently asleep i do have i do have test uh, tech casting abilities could i use the on off to turn off the cameras mm, i'd say that you could turn off like the mega computer that he's watching is it the only camera system in there? <laughs> I wouldn't say... No, this camera system only governs this warehouse, I would say. Okay, so there's other ones for other areas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would say I would probably still do that, so that way we could freely roam around in this section. All right, yeah. So the, the computer just turns off, and uh, without any movement, the weekly just stays and keep, continues to sleep. All right, now we need to figure out how to get to the main generator or figure out how to turn the lights off and sneak past the guards. Before we do that, I just have a sneaking suspicion that he's going to wake up in the worst possible time. Is there anything we can use to tie him up? That would require an, another investigation check. Let's see. I shall check it won't it. be too difficult because you guys already looked through some boxes, so it won't be too bad. Well, I got a seven, so that's probably not going to help. No, yeah. Uh, there's nothing that Here. you could possibly see. Here, I'll I'll give it yonder. I'll look. Uh, twelve. Twelve. Um, yeah, I'd say there's like uh some wires used to import and export the crates out of the warehouse that you could definitely use to tie them up. Hmm. Now we just gotta find a way to cover his mouth too. Some good old Star Wars duct tape. Hear me out. We had we had a thing full of clothes. We're just get some socks. Oh, we're gonna suffocate him? Let's go. No. <laughs> <laughs> he can still breathe out of his nose. I'm assuming he has a nose. Uh yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> he's fine, but he's not gonna be fine. Just stuff his mouth with socks and tie him. Whoever's gonna tie him up, make sure you make a stealth check. Uh what's my stealth? Yeah, who's got the best stealth I'm, here? I'd say I have a plus five to stealth. Uh, what do I have? I have plus stuff? zeros. Uh, yeah, plus five is gonna be the one to do it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Go for it, Charles. Oh, okay. Um, how about another twelve? Hmm. Okay. Make a survival check to see how well your knot is. Oh, what's my survival? That's this ain't good. Okay, plus three. How about thirteen? All right. So you begin to time up when he immediately wakes up. Huh? What the? What are you? What are you rascals doing in here? And you see him, like, slowly putting his hand towards his hip where he has a gun holstered. Don't make me call the authorities. All right. Gabe, do you have clothing to stuff his mouth with to make him shush? Well, he's not He's he, he's not tied up because you failed your stealth check. So, uh... Wow. 
Um, he's he's like standing up, about to grab his gun. Hear me out. Okay, can I punch him in the face really hard <laughs> and then for extra attack, shove a sock in his mouth? Hmm. You can, but if you fail your attack girl, you he will shoot you because he's like he's like seconds away from grabbing his gun. I'm gonna go for it. And I guess since I see, well, since I failed myself. Is there any way as I see him grabbing his uh, gun, is there any way I can grab my lightsaber and start to pull it out as well? I'd say because you were trying to attempt to rope him up, I'd say no. But based off this interaction, I'd say yes. So whatever happens between Reki and the guard, you can then react to. Let's see. So my attack roll was a 15. All right. I'd say that's good enough. So roll damage. All right. Let's see. Let's see. It was an 8. All right, so you punch him in the face for eight damage. Oh, ah, what, what, what the heck, man? And then, uh, so make another extra attack to shove the, or I guess make a sleight of hand check to shove the sock in his mouth. <laughs> All right, it is a thirteen. All right, I'd say that's, I'd say that's good enough. Yeah, you shove the sock in his mouth. <laughs> It'll only take him one turn to spit it out. So, uh, Cody and Charles, you have one turn to, get to him either. Tied up. <laughs> Tie him up, knock him out, or kill him. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm gonna just. We should Hold tie on. him up and make sure he can't speak or move, or we could get the gun off of him and the radio. But if you knock him out, that'd be a lot easier. <laughs> Cody, what were you saying? Oh, hold on, I'm thinking. Alas, Gabe, hold you're, on, you're wait, up to just knock wait him one out. second. Don't do anything. <laughs> 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 don't do anything rash as i try to just knock him out it's like i'm i'm choosing the non-violent option i'm trying to be as non-threatening as possible and then gabe's like yeah we're just gonna beat him up just gonna knock him out we tried stealth it didn't work now it's time for these hands see look i don't have much going for me in the uh areas of this deception stealth and persuasion all right, I'm so going to use Thor's go. <laughs> mind on the guy. All right, what's my DC for that? Make a wisdom saving throw with a save DC. What is this? Universal? Save DC of 14. All right, so I got a 9. Let's go. So I fail. Uh, what? What's, like, the effects of that, that spell? So on a failed save, it pursues a course of action to describe to the best of its ability. The suggested action can be for entire duration. If the suggested speed can be completed in a shorter time, the power answer the subject finishes what it was asked to do um you can also specify conditions that will trigger a special activity during their duration for example you might suggest that a soldier give her speeder the first thing she meets okay all right so how are you going to course this officer or this uh guard so it could be like up to one or two sentences so i can like say i'm trying to word it right so nothing backfires well if as a last resort then we'll use deadly force but we're trying not to well i'm not even using like any kind of yeah. physical force though um i'll say you will allow you will allow us to tie you up in the chair and then after 10 minutes of us being gone you will forget everything that happened all right um he goes well i guess i can let you all right he spits out the sock i forgot about that he spits out the sock <laughs> he goes well i guess i could let you tie me up so he sits down on the chair someone make a survival check to tie him up i'll try to tie him up again i guess well, I got a 21. All right, yeah, you do a really hardcore Boy Scouts knot on this uh, on this chair. 
and you tie him up really good. Now he says, I don't think I'm going to forget that this happened, but I will be compliant about sitting in the chair. So what do you guys do next? So does he have like a radio on him along with his gun? Yeah, I would say so. I'll take both of them off of him if I can. Just wait, 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 no, 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 no. Okay. And you, you take the, the gun and the radio. <laughs> and I guess I'll give, uh, since Gabe doesn't have anything, I'll give Gabe the gun. All right, fair enough. I shall take the gun. And then a radio, I, I guess destroy it. I won't make you make a check for that because it's like a flimsy, like, mall cop radio. Yeah, you just, like, step on it, like, smash into a billion or, pieces. Yeah, we'll destroy it. I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. We could use it for uh, to see what they're saying, but, eh. We'll destroy it. It'll be fine. Someone better put the sock back in his mouth. <laughs> so he doesn't call for help. <laughs> See, that's what we took the radio for. Right, but he could still scream. Yep, so I guess are we putting socks back in his mouth, and are we going to hear the socks? <laughs> hear me out. We'll put the sock back in his mouth, but then we'll leave a little bit out, so that way it can, like, all the blood dripping from his nose from when I broke it. And just, just drift off <laughs> well, he's going to spit the socks back out. We need to secure them. Well, if his nose broken, if we put socks in his mouth, he might just suffocate. That is true. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he would not be able to breathe from his nose. True, but if it's bleeding, you might not be well, able to. Well, if anyone to. wants to make a medicine check, you guys can uh, assess <laughs> what, what, his state of health in his nose. I guess I'll do a uh, medicine check here. 13. The 13. Putting a sock in his mouth may suffocate him because his nose is broken pretty bad. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well. You don't know if the spell is going to actually make him forget in 10 minutes either. So that's kind of like a hit or miss. Just punch him across the head. Yeah, I was about to Knock say. Him out. Uh, can, can we do a dragon ball and just like <laughs> neck chop him and make it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, sure. Gabe's the one for violence, so go ahead and just break his shawl. I'm the one for violence. I could do it. Yeah, make uh, make an attack roll and roll damage. And if your damage succeeds his maximum health, then you'll kill him. If your damage gets anywhere between one and three, then you will just knock him out. Okay. Okay, so it was a six. A six on an attack roll? Oh, wait, six for the damage. The Sorry, the actual, like, attack was, like, a 17. Okay, yeah, yeah, you definitely broke his AC. And with a six, yeah, I'd say you just got into that range. You knock him out. And he goes, wait, whoa! And he just, like, <laughs> snoring. Sweet. All right, so what's y'all's next step? All right, so guards taken care of, cameras are down, at least in this building. I guess from the power that I saw there was outside the warehouse... Not the main generator, but the ones are the ones I first described to. I guess we can attempt to uh, cut those loose and see if it turns off the lights or not, or if it'll sound an alarm. Yeah, that's my thing. I don't really want to turn the lights off yet, just in case if it sounds an alarm. Well, I guess see if we can't see the current location of the one guard with the two uh, dogs out front. See if he's still there or if he's somewhere else. Based off your previous perception check, when you just step outside, you notice that it takes him about 30 minutes to do a full loop around the complex. So uh, he, he, he takes his time. I mean, he's he's on night watch. All right. Well, I do have forced camouflage, so I could make my way over to the main generator. So I could do that. But as soon as I 
make a hostile, like I have to defend myself, then my visibility goes away or my camouflage. Or if I use a different uh, force power. We're in a sticky situation here. <laughs> I guess what we could do, I'll do my force camouflage thing, go out there and try to disable the generator. And if I happen to fail and I am a distraction, y'all can come from behind and take out the guards that are not paying attention. Yeah, focused on we me. do that. Sounds like a plan. All right, so you use force camouflage, and you see, like, a Halo style, your skin kind of blends in with the area around you. You've, you've kind of got, like, this liquid shape around you. You walk over to the fenced-in generator, and there's a fenced gate that's locked. You can make a sleight-of-hand check to try and break it or pick it, or you'll have to find another way in. Well, first, I'll see if there's another way in. So, just based on your basic perception, no roll, you can hop over the fence. However, it's kind of spiked at the stop at the top. Like there's a, a wire at the top that will definitely pierce you if you try to jump over it, or sorry, if you try to climb over it. Uh, that seems to be the only way in besides this gate. Um, without a perception check. Well, I don't want to see have a chance to them to look at the lock and see if it's broken or unlocked so I'm going to attempt to climb over the fence and take what damage I get. Alright, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. 12. I would say you fail, you start climbing up, you get caught on the barbed wire and you take 9 damage and you're stuck on top of the fence. Alright, well can I attempt to dislodge myself? Yeah, go ahead and make another dexterity saving throw. But if you fail, then you're, like, guaranteed stuck. Okay. Better. 19. 19? Yeah, you unlodge yourself, but you take an additional 3 damage. So, just based off of general observing, the generator is not too complicated. There's a obvious switch that you can just pull down, as well as a panel to the right of it, which is completely in, like, a different language for you. It, or do you speak binary? I do not. Yeah, then you have no idea what, what's even in the right blue panel on, on the side of this generator. There's an obvious on and off switch. Alright, well, can I see where the other guards are currently within my area now and see what they're doing? Yeah, go ahead and make a perception check. 21. With a 21, I would say that based on your general observance, there's really only one guard, and all the other guards are probably inside the warehouse, guarding their warehouse. Really, the only thing you have to worry about are the two dogs, the spotlights, and the guard walking with the dogs. But if the alarms were to go off, then probably every guard in this facility will come out to you. I have a feeling that with the main uh, generator, I don't think the alarms will sound off. So I will disable the main generator that I see. All right. So as soon as you flip the switch, you see a couple of things. You see all the lights, all the spotlights turn off, and you see any kind of light inside this complex just go black. You see the guard jumping up and down, freaking out, and you see and hear the two dogs barking like crazy, trying to figure out what's going on. So you have a minute or two to get out of here before the guard comes over to the generator and flips it back on. Or can I open the door from the inside, or is it still locked? No, it's locked from the outside. I guess the only way out of here, because I don't want him to see me use my lightsaber, um, I'll climb back over the fence. Uh, make it another dexterity saving throw. I was going to say, Charles, do you, do you have 
the the force sleep ability? No, I do not. My. I chose things I could. <laughs> I chose things I could reflect and defend myself and quickly gain health or force points. Oh man! Either way, I roll twenty four, so we're fine. Okay, yeah. So you only take half damage this time. You take uh, four damage. You make your way back to the group. Uh, what do you guys do now? You've got w- probably one minute before the guard turns on the generator and he starts looking around for you guys. I say, I guess we'll go ahead and head yeah. out to the main city. Yeah, go to the main city. Yeah, let's find our nearest way to the exit and get to the city. And I will disable my camouflage. You force leap and you force wall run over the wall. It's very funny to watch as you see these two Jedi just with finesse jump over the wall. And then you see <laughs> the Nautilin like a savage creature. Just <laughs> I'm imagining the Nautilin just like Naruto running up the wall. <laughs> yes. Uh, something that you didn't notice earlier, Charles, is from all the damage that you took... Uh, you've kind of gashed open the side of your stomach and chest, <laughs> oh. and you've been dripping you green left blood. blood trail. <laughs> oh, am I officially over the wall now? Yeah, I'd say so. I would like to use my force heal. Of course, go ahead and heal yourself up. And as you guys exit the warehouse complex, you're now entering like the commercial zone for this metropolis. It's humongous, tall skyscrapers alleyways, a bustling city. Even in the middle of the night, you see partygoers and just people getting off their graveyard shifts. So uh, you guys now enter the city. The first thing you see is a cantina named the Drunken Gronk. You notice like a commercial apartment, very nice building right next to it. And then across from it, you see a diner. So it's kind of like a four-way stop. I don't know, what are you exactly wanting to do right now? Well, I can give you guys some general ideas. You did hear the rumor. You, uh, you do have the Life Current Road, which is the underground highway for supposedly a safe haven for people like you guys. You also need to escape the planet because this is an Imperial infested planet. Let's see. I would imagine the diner, or not the diner, I imagine the bar is a place where we might be able to find more information. Yes, possibly. However, be a good way to start. We probably need to go, I would imagine, to the apartment first. Make sure that we're all good, healed up, probably in a safe area first before we head into the bar. Yeah. Because I used my heal um, force power to actually get me back to all full right, health. Awesome. There you go. I just used it twice because <laughs> the first one wasn't good enough. <laughs> all right, so I would say probably get to the apartment first, come up with a strategy... Maybe hit the hit the diner, get us something to eat, refuel our bodies. Well, we have no money. True. We're broke, remember? True. Unless we're just going to be going through the towns like, spare change, spare change. <laughs> steal money from people in the apartment? No, it's just donations. No, charity. I just meant we just go or, to the apartment and start breaking down doors and stealing money. <laughs> well, you do you. Yeah. I... I do not encourage. No, I, I probably wouldn't do, do that either. There's just an idea. Ricky starts scratching the back of her head as she says, I wasn't going to do that. All right, after we all get... All right, so let's go all get healed up first because I still got to ask about that. Yeah, I was like, all right, so apartments are where we're going. All right. So you enter this apartment, and it's a very beautiful interior. Just a red carpet with kind of golden accent and archways. And at the front desk, right before you're able to 
actually go to your rooms, there is a droid, a protocol droid that looks like CP3O, but silver. Hello, how can I help you today? Uh, yeah, so we would like to uh, see if we can take a look at one of your rooms for a minute. Ah, uh, so you'd like to book a room with the Marriott, not the Marriott. <laughs> <laughs> Marriott not I'm the thinking Marriott. to myself, it's like, oh, this is all fancy and stuff. And it's like, hmm, are we in the right attire to be in this place? I would assume no. <laughs> We're going to look like redneck hillbillies walking into this fancy hotel. It's fine. So you guys are looking to book a room for three, I guess, right? Same room? Same yes, room. Please. All right. So that'll be, uh-huh, yeah, that much. Yeah, uh-huh. And of course, yes, that's going to be 150 a night. <laughs> <clears throat> That's what I was kind of worrying was going to happen in the back of my mind. I was just like, well, we'll see what happens. Gabe, you want to rethink this plan here? Let's see here. Hold on. Do I have anything in my tech casting that can... I don't think I have anything. Hear me out. Do do we want to ask if there's any special offers for first-time guests at this hotel? Could we get a free night? You want to ask the protocol droid that? Uh, I would just say that in general, like thinking-wise. Well, the protocol droid states, oh, you are not members? Well, if you sign up for our membership, we can give you your first night free. Of course, uh, in credits, that is. It'll be added to your account to your next bill. I vote we do that option. Yep. I would say, yeah, let's go ahead and sign up for a membership as well. So we can get a free night and hopefully get some money and pay that off. Okay, of course. And whose account will this be under? It will be under mine. I'll happily put it underneath my name. Uh, yes, yes. In what name? Uh, Heyer Zudik. <laughs> <laughs> so you you create an account with yep. your actual name and she I, says and the and the protocol droid says and home system i don't really know Tatooine, just Tatooine. So what's a journal planet that has like every you could say you could say now you're just being too on the wait, nose wait, about wait, it wait, wait, no, 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 we're, no. Going, we're, we're not going that hard in the paint um Tatooine <laughs> it is Oh, you're far away from your home. Yes, just a little bit. All right. I oh, <clears throat> I see. Okay, yeah, of course. In fact, I can get you two nights free. It says here that you already have an account and you had uh, credits from your last stay here. Not in not in this building, of course, but in your previous Marriott. Where was that? It says here that it was at the Marriott at Coruscant. And does it say how long ago? I'm ten years. All right, that sounds about right. Kind of just look over to. <laughs> we've been in we've been in prison for ten years. We that sounds about right. And well, I nod her head. Like, all right, well, we'll take um, take the two night. So the protocol droid starts like wobbling around from the desk, <laughs> and you see that it picks up like a uh, basically like a debit card. Basically, it says uh, here's your key, and if you would follow me, I'll escort you to your room. Uh, you see that she takes you guys to a turbo lift, which is kind of like an open elevator. She takes you up to, I'd say, like 43 of the 50 stories, and she takes you to one of your rooms. The room itself, it's got two beds and a pullout bed. She goes, with the amount of credits stored on your account, I could not get you your own separate beds. So one person may have to use the couch, if that is okay. That is perfectly fine. Thank you. And if you need anything, contact the front desk. And she just lists off a bunch of numbers and information that you know you're not going to remember. And then she leaves you guys to your room. All right. So uh, is there anything that you guys do before you go to sleep? I guess we would all just kind of talk amongst each other, make sure that uh, everybody's healed, everybody's all right, and that we know what we need to do later. I asked about the Sith holocron. 
Oh yeah, when we're in the room, the, the <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna confront that right now. Like, how how did you come across? And this? why do you have it? This was the last thing that I have received from my father before he died, and he gave this to me for a reason. Your father was a Sith. He wasn't. He was not a Sith. Then how did he have it? We need answers. That, that is a mystery for myself that I need to find out as well. You yes, have to get rid of that. Really. Like now. I'll say, I shall hold on to this. You don't, under, you don't understand. We could get tracked by that, like, super easily by the Inquisitors and whoever else. Anyone that can sense it will be tracking for that. As soon as they find out it's gone, they're coming here. So we need to get rid of it. Listen. Or put it in a safe keeping. If you're really, really not wanting to get rid of it. I will not part ways with this. This is the one thing that I have left of my father. Uh, Reiki, go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. Or, sorry, wisdom. Do a wisdom saving throw. I asked him, I asked him he was an actual Jedi during the Clone Wars, right? I say, yeah, I was a Jedi during the Clone Wars. Yeah, uh, all three of you. And then what's the rule about attachments? <laughs> Hear me out. I'm going on a dark side path here real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. But anyways, for my wisdom saving throw, it was a 22. Okay, so go ahead and make another one based off Cody's <laughs> other <laughs> response about having right, a So let's see, that one's wisdom again too. Okay, that one's a 14. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say anything super negative happens, but you definitely feel your, your heart go a little bit darker like it sinks a little bit as he says that yeah so obviously i wouldn't be super thrilled about exchange that is going on right now but i am adamant that uh, i'm not going to let go of this simply because i need to figure out why my father had this and why he gave it to me well if that thing starts to corrupt you we need to know and if it does we need to get rid of it. that or it starts just bringing so much unwanted attention yes that's why I will have your guys' help. The three of us together will make sure that no one will be corrupted. Yeah, I'm not touching it. That's what you're <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not touching it. It's all you. I'm, I'm not. I, I will be in soul. Because once you touch it, the thing will try to get a hold of you. I will be in sole responsibility for this. Gabe, is that, a, <laughs> is that a lie? Or are you telling the truth? On which part? Uh, the last part that you just said. No, I, I will be in sole responsibility for it. Oh, about is like... That, how we're no, all part possible? right before that. About how it won't corrupt any of us. Let you corrupt you? Oh, I mean, about I'm how you're not gonna let it. Best. Yeah, but <laughs> if you let us know if that. I'm if not that promising that is not going to. <laughs> well, as soon as it does, we're getting rid of it. It's like an AA meeting. I I love this. This is like a uh, this is like a come to Jesus moment. Like, all right, <laughs> we're all gonna have a sit down family conversation about Recky. All right, Recky, uh, we we found your we found your little secret. Oh, what you found? You found my weed? <laughs> oh, no, we found your Sith holocron underneath your pillow. Like, listen, I have years of self control to where I was able to put my mind and my body to this incredible shape right here. I think I can be able to handle this. And I will ask, well, how long have you had that holocron? Well, this is my first day of having it back. Yeah, and you're not used to it. So <laughs> I will be fine. Are you sure about that? I have years and years of honing in my skills. And, and I how many days you didn't have it? And how many times did you have it? Like hey, a couple is, of days? This is only my second time holding it, okay? 
Uh, yeah, third time's a charm. You're gonna get corrupted. You need to stop. I I shall hold on to this, and we shall be fine. Okay. As you guys are arguing, <laughs> no. Uh, can can all of you make a perception check for me? Between this perception. Okay, I got a plus zero to that, so I'm staying at a seventeen. <laughs> Sixteen. Actually, uh, Cody, could you do it with advantage for me? Is this based on like emotion or anything, or is it just straight perception? No, this is just going to be straight perception. Okay. I got a nat 20. Okay, so all of you hear the same thing, but Cody, you see a lot more than everyone else, but you hear radio chatter in the hallway, and you hear the whirring a ship right outside your window. Uh, Cody, you see the gray entities of stormtroopers outside y'all's door preparing to do an rainbow six siege breaking the door down <laughs> pixel spike somebody uh, but you see that they're all crowding around your door and they're getting ready to break it down bring the entertainment shall we is there a window in this room in this room yes. or like how is this one room it's, it's one, one room, room but it's 43rd floor is the whole apartment run one room yes uh well i believe no so, yes. i would say that the bathroom there's like a Inside cut the off for the bathroom is there a window in the bathroom no the only window is uh connected to y'all's bedroom basically one that's kind of covered by a ship so i'm gonna head over to the door controls and just just stab it with my lightsaber so the door doesn't just open and i will like to do force camouflage okay uh cody (laughs) my plan was we're gonna jump out the window cody go ahead and uh make a a like a force check like a wisdom check because in Star Wars, we know what, one of two things. If you destroy a panel, it'll either open a door or keep it closed. So we're about to find out whether which one that is right now. <laughs> That's why I camouflage. I know, it's weird because like it's weird because like if a door's open and they shoot it, it'll close. But if a door's already closed and they shoot it, it'll stay closed. I'm sorry I used my name. It was a bright idea. I didn't think about it. I just said it. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and do that. Just make a just make a wisdom. Yeah, it's throw. gonna be like a luck check, basically. As last resort, I could make myself the target again. I have I have a plan to save you two, but not myself. I got a nineteen. A nineteen. Okay. Yeah. So you stab the door, and the door, uh, to your knowledge, uh, locks even harder. Star Wars logic. Okay. All right. So then I I motion my head toward the window, and he's like, "Well, that's the only way we're getting out." In um, the Star Wars comic books, there's like a hovering vehicle that Darth Vader hops on on Coruscant. It kind of looks like like a compact version of the Wookiee vehicle from Revenge of the Sith. It's like a troop transport. And you see this troop transport like scanning the windows basically with its spotlight, trying to find out which one is you guys. It hasn't necessarily found y'all's room yet, but it is hovering on this side of the wall of the building. And you see a bunch of Imperial stormtroopers just looking around, trying to find out where you guys are as well. If it's, I would assume the shuttle's passing by the room i say we just hide against the wall so it doesn't see us okay yeah uh i mean it's not passing by right now however you still have the horde of stormtroopers right outside your door about to break in well (laughs) you know what i got a plan we jump out the window and onto the shuttle as it passes I mean, I have a better idea. I can make them go on a wild goose chase after me. I have a plan. Okay. Will this plan work out? We don't know. <laughs> What's the plan? Don't worry about it. <laughs> because I, well, Kermit Camouflage, which when I use this, won't. I'll become ink on Camouflage. I can use Phase Walk to teleport myself 30 feet into the unoccupied space within the hallway. If there's no one in that 
general vicinity. But do you have to see where you're going? It says though? you can teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space. Oh, that I can see. So as soon as they <laughs> open the door, I won't teleport over there and start chasing after me. Hear me you out. Stay in the room you can use that ability on the ship that is like coming up, and as you see, like the cockpit. You, so you, yeah, you can technically teleport. You're in the yourself in the cockpit and just hijack. Yes. I, yeah. You know what? That sounds like a way better plan. We're gonna do that because <laughs> I was about to go Scooby Dude, just running through doors and everything. It's just <laughs> trying to stall for time. You hear like the what's like the. Not the classic Scooby-Doo, but the one made right after it, where they have, like, the rock music when they're going from room to room. Yeah. 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 They're like the what's yeah. new Scooby-Doo. That's what I was Scooby-Doo planning on doing. Coming just after going you. up and down the halls. Yeah. That, one. that was my plan. Mystery. Yes. And then, at random, <laughs> yeah. and then at random points, use my camouflage to change more positions and just be really hard to capture. Well, what what are you guys gonna decide on? I, I'm deciding on him print teleporting into the car. I guess we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. do that, and then if that doesn't work, then we're going back to my original plan, and I would just disappear. No, if that doesn't work. You're already in there. We're having to jump on a ship. Hopefully, well, it's not gonna. Well, crash. I'll teleport to the um, ship, and then I'll stay, hold the ship still while y'all jump on, try to get in. And then we're going. Yeah, so we're going to have Charles jump, teleport into the cockpit of that ship real quick. But how long does it take to get there? That is step uh, one. I, I have a question about step two. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> a great plan. Here we are. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I don't even know how to word it. <laughs> okay, you know anyway. What? You know <laughs> what? We Next will... time, don't let me choose the hotel and put it in Has my name. Has our stupidity yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're, you know what? We're just going to roll with it. We're just gonna, we're just gonna, we're just gonna roll. <laughs> gonna ask? I can't even ask. I want to know gonna... now. I want to know now. Can't you I'm say ask something and not ask it? I'm not how we're imagining. I have to. We're just gonna have to see how, where this goes. So yeah, you. So you open the window and the curtains start flying out all dramatically and stuff. And then you see the the ship like notices you and it and it starts flying closer to you. Then as soon as it comes within thirty feet, you phase into the cockpit of it. These two stormtrooper pilots, what what the heck? How did you get in here? And, and they both start to try to pull a gun on you. What do you do? Well, I get my lightsaber and take them out. All right. Yes, there's literally no no choice out of this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dice Clash Chronicles, and this is our podcast, Galactic Pursuit Shadows of the Force. Today, we've got a little bit of a special episode for you guys. We've decided to record our very first spin-off episode. Yeah, you heard that right. A spin-off episode. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that this episode pretty much has nothing to do with the main story, except for the fact that one of our cast members, Mr. Zane, a.k.a. Dr. McScringleton, is going to be featured today. Now, we do have some special guests here with us. We've got Gavin Magoo, who's one of our patrons on Kickstarter and Patreon. And we also have Cody, who's one of the Jedis 
in the the Jedi group. So those are our two special guests. We might have one more joining us today. It depends where we end up on time-wise. You never know. So the basis of today is that this is a prequel to Episode 1, but a sequel to Episode 0. So we're going to see what happened on the bus on the way to Coruscant. Supposedly, it was a long trip. I don't know if it was because... The droid was just annoyed at the banter, or maybe something crazy happened. We're about to find out today. So, in the deep, dark space of the Star Wars universe, we are in this space bus, which, to put it in perspective what the inside of this bus looks like, it's not like our normal regular buses that we see here in real life. They're not some yellow school bus or Greyhound. This is actually a spaceship that has a main corridor that is basically like a hospital lobby um you've got like airport seat air airport seats all around it and you've got like a little kitchen area and a little lobby desk where you can go talk to people and then you've got the cockpit and you've got two exits uh this bus could probably fit up to 100 to 200 people but if the bus were to get stranded in space now would everyone survive um uh, maybe not but uh Obviously, that's not going to happen because our main character makes it to Coruscant. So we begin our story in kind of the middle of the uh, chair section of this shuttle. The droid has sat himself down next to Dr. McScringleton. Pretty much since liftoff, they've been arguing. No, no, you broke the contract, right? I, I don't understand. How did I break a contract if I didn't sign it? No, no, yes. you physically broke it. You smashed it with your fist. I have no recollection as I'm like plucking the data pad shards out of my knuckles. Oh, oh my gosh. How could the Force have perceived something as annoying as you? <laughs> Just awkward <laughs> silence. <laughs> Just like the sound of like them going through hyperspace. Well, uh, the droid leaves off on that, but in the background, you hear the chuckling of a nearby Antonalin. Oh, is something funny back there? And I like get on my knees and turn around in my chair. Who is that? What's so funny? You just keep hearing the chuckling. <laughs> Chuckle no nuts answer. back there. Thinks he'd get the best of me. He might have a point with how stupid this argument is. I mean, I guess there could have been some miscommunication. However, you are going to sign it when we get to Coruscant, right? Oh, yes, yes. I, I can't think on an empty stomach. I need something to eat. I'm rather famished. Well, uh, I guess you could... Go over to the kitchen. I'll save your seat, I guess. Yeah, yes. Mm. Do keep it warm. Uh, I don't have those funk. And as 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 he's like trying to finish his sentence, <laughs> you walk away over to the kitchen area. So you see a droid with multiple appendages cutting up animals and fishes and vegetables from all across the universe. Ah, yes. What may I provide to you today? Hmm. I believe I've been lacking in protein. I, what, what are your what are your finest cuts? My finest cut is the Dagobah 
swamp creature. But if Cajun cuisine or the Naboo sea beast. Ah. I can go I'll go with the the swampling. Okay, and you see him pull the this weird lizard creature out from a glass bowl and he puts it on the table and starts chopping up it into many pieces and you see him p- putting it in like a sub sandwich basically like a subway sandwich <laughs> and uh he gets it all nice and wrapped up for you and he puts it on a plate with some chips he goes here you go and right as you're about to grab it you feel the bus shake oh um then all the food just falls on the ground no my sandwich <laughs> you hear the exit door open up you see a group of pirates one uh being a clan Tuinian, one being a zabrak which is like darth maul lastly you see a strange looking creature a kind of greenish one-eyed humanoid creature you but you almost don't want to call it humanoid because its head is shaped weird with sharp elf-like ears one of the pirates say oi We's looking for uh, uh, this guy right here. And you see uh, two pictures. You see one that seems to be like a female human, long brown hair and just with smuggler clothes on. And then you see another one that looks oddly like you, uh, Dr. McScreenleton. Oh, I see. (laughs) Now, it's not an exact replica of you it doesn't don the amazing bushy mustache as you do in fact it he has a pretty thin goatee oh i see so um he starts looking around uh presumably looking for this person gavin what do you do grung sniffs the air looking for scrumptious food I, I I see him sniffing and try and hide the sandwich by like pushing it on the floor with my foot. Grung wants to see this. Can Grung see? Uh, Grung, make a perception check. Hold on, I gotta. Grung did not come prepared. Hold on. <laughs> Grung got a nineteen. You definitely see the sandwich behind Doctor McScreelton's foot. Cody, chuckling Chester notices the strange looking creature is staring straight at the sandwich by Dr. McScranson's foot. How, what is your reaction? <laughs> he just continues. La- he just laughs. <laughs> Nothing. He just stares and laughs. No, please. I'm, I'm so hungry. I, I beg of you. Grung say move. No, please. I, I won't let you have it. That I get, Grung I grabs get, like, him. A and... <laughs> Grung grapples him. Oh, help! Somebody help me! Um, so you, you, you auto-fail Zane? Yeah. <laughs> the droid... Grung grapples him. The droid somewhat... Uses, a... uh... <laughs> we keep on cutting each other. Hold on, hold on. Grung, <laughs> Grung not done. Grung uses staggering strike. Your target must make a strength or dexterity saving throw. The target uh, on a failed save, your target's pushed back five feet. Oh or boy. if if grappled is knocked prone, so <laughs> you'd be knocked prone. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Grung just like lifts his fists up in the air and then 
throws them down on top of you, Zane. You immediately crumple down into a, a prone position. I think you auto-failed because uh, you were already grabbed. Yeah. <laughs> so the sandwich Drunk is just right there. savagely eating the sandwich. No, I'm going to, like, crawl towards like a, the sandwich. It's already, like, half-devoured. No! Grung's eye dilates like some heroin addict or something. (laughs) (laughs) Cody, uh, what was your character's? What's your character's reaction to Zane just being utterly smashed? (laughs) He kind of laughs even a little louder. (laughs) He seems to be so enthralled by what's going on. So the droid, he's like, "Man, it's oh, you do laugh." Mm -hmm. And he continues laughing. That's it. I think I've had enough of you. I will not be ridiculed like some commoner. And I, I walk over and then I, <laughs> I'm going to tap this, this chuckle, chuckle chester nuts on the, on the shoulder. Uh, Cody, how do you respond? He looks up to the, uh, to the guy and he's like, mm, what do you want? <laughs> oh, nothing. And then I'm going to, uh, subtly cast holographic disguise on chuckling chester. Yeah. And, <laughs> Um, <laughs> what did, what disguise do you choose? I, I chose to make him look like the wanted poster. <laughs> All right, um, Cody, make make a perception check to see if you understand what's going on. I got twelve. Zane, what's your like? I don't really want to use this because I don't like to use it often. But what's your like passive stealth? Passive stealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Uh, 14. 14? Oh, yeah. So, Cody, uh, you do not notice. Uh, Chuckling Chester has been transformed. <laughs> what? Wait, what did I not see that I just got transformed to somebody else? I'm not? No, you've, just, you've just been completely... I'm assuming it would be quite, I'm assuming it would be quite You're obvious. You're so infatuated with my uh, glamorous appearance. You're so angry with his insult that you can't notice. <laughs> well, uh, okay. we'll, we'll make it fair. Zane, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. Oh, boy. Oh, 17. All right, 17. Yeah, Cody, you definitely don't notice. You're so enthralled over the situation, and you're so just, you're chuckled over the situation. You don't chuckled. know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so... The droid notices okay. what you're getting. He's like, oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, Mr. Uh, Chuckling Man, the droid the, the droid is talking to you, Cody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like what? I think someone was calling for you over on that side of the ship. And he points to the side with the pirates. Oh, he kind of laughs. He's like, I highly doubt it. No, no, I think I I hear it too. And I like cut my hand to my ear. (laughs) It went from that away. He tells me like he he tilts his head like as he's listening and he's like, no. No, I think you do. And then I'm going to use minor hologram. (laughs) And and does that produce sound? Uh, I I could make faint musical notes. <laughs> musical musical I'm gonna make a doorbell noise, like ding dong, like oh, I think it's for you. <laughs> All right, uh, make a deception check. I mean, I assume, I assume with his intelligence of twenty, he could see right through this because he's not dumb. <laughs> uh, it just it, it depends. We'll uh, we'll find out here in a second. Make a deception check. Oh, here. Oh, excellent! My favorite. 
18 plus 7. So, uh, Cody, <laughs> insight, insight is a wisdom uh, is a wisdom skill. So go ahead and make an insight check, and that's going to be plus zero. We can't do it. Oh, I got nat 20. All right. So, yeah, you see through this uh, <laughs> charade, and um, what? how does Chuckling Chester respond to this? Really last, like, this whole thing is some <laughs> kind of joke. Like... <laughs> He's hardcore laughing now. Like he kind of goes into a maniacal like Joker laugh. Like he can't like he can't contain his laughter. Gavin, at this point, you've noticed the maniacal laughter, and you see <laughs> the person that you're supposed to be hunting down standing or sitting right next to uh, Doctor McScringleton. Grung comes up from his sub, completely saliva-filled mouth, completely done, eyes dilated, and goes. <laughs> looks at the target like that the guys have in their hands that he came with and he looks at him and he goes food <laughs> and then he starts making his way towards him and he sh- starts sniffing him wait who's he sniffing <laughs> you <laughs> okay uh, another a question did he put so did he only put hologram on me hologram disguise on me yeah by the way, he's also sniffing him for food, not necessarily just sniffing him. He's looking for food on his person. Grung got a natural. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So I think you you smelled like a bag of cookies <laughs> that he had in his backpack that he was saving for later. Grung looks at him and he presses his eyeball towards his eyes and he goes, Grung smell food. <laughs> Give. You better do what he says. You saw what happened to me. <laughs> I could do an intimidation if you wanted, but... Question, do I know what guy they're looking for? The pirates? They definitely announced it, yes. But he's only asking you for food right now, which you know that you have. But you thought that you hit it so well that nobody could pet you down for it. I'll, I'll just take the, the cookie back out of my backpack, open it, and take a little bit out and give it to the guy. Not the whole thing, but just a few pieces. Grung going to take... All pieces. <laughs> Grung grab hand with pieces in it and eat hand. I'm just <laughs> not actually, but it's like it's like when a it's like when a chicken tries to grab corn out of your hand, but it like bites your hand instead. It's kind of like that. I'm gonna like slurp it, slurp on his hand and suck all the cookie pieces out. Go ahead and make like a make an attack roll, but no modifiers. All right, I just rolled nat twenty, uh, an eleven. I would say yeah. So Cody, you take one damage. <laughs> you like rip your hand out of his mouth, and you're like, oh, ow. Grunk's too preoccupied with the cookies, however. So he he. The, the dropped bag as soon as he recoils and he starts eating them like a like an addict. Do you just like snatch the bag out of ch- Chuckling Chester's Well, I assume hands. after I scraped his hand with one of my razor teeth, I he'd probably drop the bag. But yeah, however it goes, wherever the bag is. Yeah, the bag would have been in his other hand. Uh, make a contested strength check. So both of you all roll strength. Unless, Cody, you just want to give it to him. Oh, you wanna... <laughs> I'll just give it to him at this point. I'm not going to fight over it. So yeah, I would say that you just hand it over no no fight needed uh grung you finished devouring the cookies and now dr mcscringleton there's like no food left in your vicinity unless you wanted to go to the chef bot (laughs) i'm I'm just kind of hanging out to see how this goes down so uh grung uh now that you're finished with the food what is your what do you do next seeing that chuckling chester looks like your target grung think i can get more food 
So Grung tries to sling him over his shoulder. Oh? <laughs> Who, me? Yes. <laughs> Unless you have more food, Grung presses. Uh, I don't know, would I? Or can I just make some up? Uh, this is your character. <laughs> you can make something up. He's like, he kind of furrows his brows at the uh, at the man. He's like, mm, well, I don't want any trouble. And I wasn't really planning on eating these on the way, on the ride anyway, so... He takes out his bag, he starts rummaging through it, and he pulls out, like, different containers of something. You don't know what, because it's like, it's like, you know, not a plastic container, but it's not a see-through either, so you don't know what's inside. Yeah, like a Tupperware box. Grung assesses these and tries to think if it is worth let go. Greg gonna, Grug gonna make an insight check. Yeah, go ahead and make an insight check. I got a 16 plus negative one. I got a 15. All right. So are the, is this food uh, like safe to eat Cody? Or is this like something your in-laws made that you don't want to uh, even try a little bit? <laughs> I mean, I, I'd say it's, it's safe. All right. Yeah. So Grung. Yeah. For the most part, it looks edible. Grung. Grung takes food and says, you have five minutes before I come get you for more food. So Grung takes the food and turns around and says, I don't see! What? I don't the, see? The Dothamirian, he goes, Grung, what the heck? Like, what do you mean you don't, you always do this. What do you mean you don't see? Grung looks what, at what the Dothamirian and says, Shut! Uh, uh, Chester starts laughing again. <laughs> When you start laughing, that since the Dothamirian's looking in your loca- uh, general direction, he's like, "Oh, there he is!" And uh, all the pirates surround you, pointing their guns at you. All right, you know what to do. Put your hands up. You know he starts his maniacal laughing again, like it, like, like they're like they're crazy <laughs> or whatever. Grung says, "I still don't see this not man." <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna alter the holographic disguise to make him stick his tongue out. <laughs> what is is that? Is you are insulting me, aren't you? You don't want to get picked up, don't you? Well, how about we put you in a little bit of a carbonite chamber? I bet you'd stop chuckling after that. Like, why? Wait, you're serious, aren't you? <laughs> Does it look like I'm messing around? Hot stuff. <laughs> Hot stuff. <laughs> Hot stuff. Like, well, normally I would thank you for the compliment, but uh, what really? What is this about? Uh, he takes the data pad out, and you see, you see, kind of like a greenish black person with a goatee, <laughs> and you see a white woman with brown hair. That's you, buddy. And which one You're do I look with like? Us. Do I look like Mix Kringleton? Yeah, you look like Mix Kringleton. I just point at Mix Kringleton who's standing up. <laughs> By me. I assume he's right there. Like your cousin or something? He obviously has a mustache and you have a goatee. Yes, it's rather unfortunate, but my brother is in fact an outlaw. And I think I'll be willing to take you up on that bounty. Hmm? Wait, so the picture has a mu- him with a mustache or a goatee on it? Uh, the picture has a goatee on it. Uh, Dr. McSquingleton has a mustache. Mm-hmm. Like, can I like pat my face and then can they see that it's a disguise since it's a hologram kind of thing? Right, kind of. I if I like pat my face or whatever, it's merely holographic. So I'd say yes. When you start patting your face, your hands go through the hologram. And he goes, "Huh? Oh, 
So you're helping him, huh? Come here. And he grabs you by your shirt and lifts you up. The hologram stays in the chair. He goes, all right, little blue ball. You think that you could just mess around with us and hinder our operations? This guy is worth a full bounty. A full hundred thousand credits. And he kind of starts laughing again. He's laughing like, like, are you stupid? And then he points over to mixed cream lieutenant again and just like, I'm just a little innocent guy. <laughs> I'm just a little innocent, innocent guy. I mean, look at him. Picture him with a mustache and a goatee. Does not not look like him. That's a little racist, honestly. I uh, I think you're rather scummy. I think you're rather scummy. Grung gonna see him turn into a completely different person. And Grung gonna spit food out into hand and eat the rest of food. And then jump at the man who now looks like Target and go, You food? And then he goes, changes the subject and goes... Food? Well, he's going to make an interrogation check. <laughs> check for food. Uh, make a make a intimidation check. All right. 15. Wait, who did you jump on again? You, you, you jumped on Cody? Stringleton. Oh. Oh, you jumped on me? Uh, so I got a 15 plus 3. I got an 18 in total. All right, Dr. McSwingleton, uh, do you want to roll a contested wisdom saving throw? Uh, sure. I got a 4. <laughs> so you are very intimidated, and you have two choices. Food or food? <laughs> food or food? Yes. Oh, actually, you're in luck. I do have <laughs> something you may enjoy. <laughs> That I, I rummaged through my pocket, obviously sweating nervously, thinking of anything that could appease this creature. And then I have it. Uh, <laughs> one moment. I am going to pull out in my hand, <laughs> using minor hologram, <laughs> I pull out a tiny trinket. <laughs> <laughs> this trinket, I choose it to be one Cheeto puff. <laughs> and I, I, I go, it's very light and airy. Look, here it comes. And I throw it into his mouth. Growing it, not understanding technology. <laughs> Eats it. No, no, no. It just looks like a Cheeto. Yeah. It just looks like exactly. a Cheeto. He doesn't understand technology, so he eats it. And yeah, and it, it like, like he said, it was light and airy. Just uh, <laughs> grug. Make a make an imposed insight check. Doctor McScreegleton, make a a deception check. Can I? Can I also? I could because I could use up to three of its non-instantaneous effects at a time. Now that it's <laughs> and quote in his mouth, can I make the odor of cheese puffs rise through his nose as he eats this hologram? <laughs> yes, you most certainly can. Okay, what what kind of check am I making? Um, well, it kind of depends. Grung, are you or G Gavin? Are you just gonna buy Grung this? Doesn't understand <laughs> technology. Grung smells. <laughs> What Grung smells. I Grung eats it and he smells it and smell is like half of taste. So Grung goes, Mmm, nummy. And then Grung turns around and goes, This not man. <laughs> I'm then going to use minor hologram 
to make chuckling Chester reek of Cheeto Puffs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you definitely do that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Grung enthralled with the new flavor he has tasted, immediately <laughs> smells it nearby, turns around and locks on to make sure, not Mick Scringleton, the other individual. And then he just jumps on him, starts tearing his clothes and tearing everything, oh, looking for the source of the smell on him. He starts yelling, help, help, I'm being ravaged. Oh. <laughs> I'm being harassed. The pi- all the pirates just gotta start giggling now. because <laughs> I guess everybody smells, every, anyone who's close to Chuckling Chester, everyone who's close to Chuckling Chester is just e- enthralled by the smell <laughs> <laughs> enthralled by the smell like of is? the cheese puffs. Just anyone who's close to you. Does he have any oh. cheese puffs? <laughs> no, you don't find any cheese puffs on him. What not unless of... you want to start biting into his skin. What? <laughs> what kind of role would I need to make to like uh find out where that smell's coming from? Uh, an investigation check for sure. That's an intelligence role, right? That's under intelligence, right? Yeah, I got a 15. Ah, with a 15, I think, yeah, you figure out pretty quickly that it's Zane creating. You see him messing around with his hollow pad, his wrist pad, and uh, you see him just configuring some sort of debauchery <laughs> on his wrist. I've, I've got like a big old smile on my face. <laughs> can, can I ask one of the pirates to see one of those um, wanted posters? <laughs> you want to ask who? I'm gonna ask Grung. <laughs> I'm gonna go, my my cheese loving friend. May I ask to see one of those uh, wanted posters, perchance? He would have to break or break Grung's attention from currently searching for food because Grung does not carry wanted posters. Okay, I will talk to someone that looks like they might have one or at least is in charge all right so the guy who was holding cody and now has dropped him because grung is just violating (laughs) him (laughs) the good news is or stolens are naturally naked and they rarely wear clothes so (laughs) this isn't really something new you were just wearing clothes because you're in a public uh, setting grung naked by the way (laughs) the pirate who just dropped uh, ch- chuckling Chester has the data pad in his offhand. I go, oh, I, I think there's something there on that data pad <laughs> that I'm I'm going to, <laughs> since I'm only using one of the effects currently, which is the Cheeto smell. I'm going to use a second effect now. And what might that be? I'm going to make an illusory image that could fit in my hand appear on the data pad, and it's the face of this this chuckle chuckle nuts on the floor. <laughs> I go, oh, by God, I think that's him. <laughs> Wait, uh, which image are you switching out? The image of the girl or the image of the I'm going to do the image of the girl. So... The he goes. What, what are you? What are you talking about? And he looks down. And he goes. Go ahead and make a deception check, Zane, to see oh, if he buys oh, it. Oh, good. Just just to really bring it home, I'm going to use my my enthralling pheromones. Oh, and, gosh. And, <laughs> and, and, Jeez. All right. So roll. 
roll with advantage. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> that is a 19. All right, let me roll against you. What the heck? Yeah. I, I could have sworn that was a girl. That's because it was. No, I... I mean, I could be being. A I mean, look at the dollar amount. If you no. want to split it, I Can mean, I, I, I kind of found hey, him too. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna ask him to hand me the data pad. <laughs> He's like, "Why would I hand it to you?" And as like Grung <laughs> is like sniffing your body, looking for this thing, because I can prove that it was just tampered with. I just saw it. <laughs> I'm going to use my my third <laughs> minor hologram. <laughs> To soil an object, I'm gonna soil his cheeks so it looks like he's crying. I'm crying. Well, okay. <laughs> chuckling Chester is no longer chuckling. I don't teach you to mess with the crinkle. So, so Cody, is there anything that you want to do as Chuckling Chester to try and stop this madness? I don't know what I can do. <laughs> no. I want to do something with an intelligence-based thing, but I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright, so Chester's gonna look over to Grung. <laughs> you mean up at Grung? <laughs> or up at Grung, sure. Yeah. And it's like, look, if you can help me, like, if you can help me, like, expose them, I'll give you all the food that I currently have. <laughs> and I'll buy you even more once we hit to the destination. Grung gonna need a persuasion check on that. You get to decide what an adequate persuasion is for Grung. Now, now that one's a nat 20, too. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Grung, how do you feel with a nat 20? Grung thinks. And Grung, ex- Grung thinks about all the food he experienced. And Grung think unlimited food better than limited. So, Grung understand. <laughs> and Grung look at them and grab data pad and slam it on the ground and say, This not one man. <laughs> Ah, goodness! Get this brute under control! Well, the thing about that is, we're actually kind of scared of him. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, Grung just kind of wandered onto our ship one day and uh, ripped our captain to shreds. And we're kind of under his orders right now. We, we, uh, we're doing this bounty for food. <laughs> I see. I, my apologies. Doing it for food. I, I, wish, I wish you the best. So, uh, uh, Captain Grung, wh- what do you want to do now, I guess? Grung, no longer require signs. Grung found infinite food. Grung, release of duty. You're resigning? But you take man, you turn into dead. Wait, wait, who, wait, what? I, I, wait, who's he talking about? <laughs> is that some sort of full... Yeah, I'm I don't know what he's talking about when he's saying that. I feel like that was a, a vague um, threat. <laughs> Grung don't speak English or galactic basic well, so Grung is trying to explain that if they take Cody's character, he will kill them, but they are relieved of duty otherwise. <laughs> Because he has found his infinite food, he thinks, by that nat 20. <laughs> so he's just going to live with Cody forever now? I don't know. It depends. If Cody plays his card right, he might. If Cody keeps a steady supply of food. You know, right? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of growing a task to Chuckling Chester. <laughs> chuckling Chester and, and Grung. 
Oh, man. As we turn the corner, uh, the pirates shrug off this happening and they go, Grung, we're not going to miss you. And they all hop in the ship. Grung and they detach themselves from the... They all just leave. Grung's going to turn towards them too and say, no miss either. <laughs> so the the... They, the pirates detach themselves from the bus, making sure that the ship doors are closed beforehand. Um, Grung, you start devouring all the food in the vicinity, making the chef mad, but then you destroy the chef um, <laughs> into pieces. The droid is even more impressed with you, Sir Sims, and then he he's like, wait a second. What? Hold on. And he lifts his butt cheek up. Oh! I had another data pad this whole time. <laughs> like fall to my knees and crumble. He goes, yeah, so, oh, oh, here's our stop. And you feel the um, the space bus entering the atmosphere of Coruscant. Oh, I guess I'll just have you sign up uh, when we get there. F- fine. Don't take my seat. <laughs> my belly rumbles. <laughs> in credits i'm judah lag with a few special announcements first of all thank you for watching the episode all the way through we hope you enjoyed it and if you did enjoy it consider liking sharing or following our various channels you can find us on instagram tiktok and facebook at dice clash chronicles dice as in rolling dice clash as in fighting and chronicles as in story where you can also find our patreon where you can personally submit non-playable characters and items that will be presented in our various stories and campaigns, just like today. Grung and Chuckling Chester were both patron-submitted non-playable characters by Gavin McGoo and Noah Lag, respectively. Thank you so much for your submission and your support of our channel. If you'd like to share your various creations and get it shown in our channel, go ahead and go check us out on Patreon and consider supporting us, and we'll see you in the next one.